Genesis 49. I'm not going to have you to stand. Uh, go ahead, Mark Genesis 49, and then Revelation number 5, chapter 5, and we'll get started on that. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 49, verse number 8. And Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. And Judah is a lion whelps. From the prey, thy, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, and as an old lion he shall rouse him up. Now if you read that, you would think he was talking to Judah himself as calling him a lion. But when you read verses 10, 11, and 12, you'll see that uh, uh, Jacob is talking through Judah to a seed that is down the road. Not talking to Judah as the lion, but he says, Judah, there is a seed coming in your lineage that's going to be the lion. He said in verse number 10, he says, The sepulcher shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between the feet until Shiloh come, and unto him shall be gathered, and the people will be. Binding his fold unto the vine, and his ass colt unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red, wine in his teeth with white as milk. And we know who he's talking about. That. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ coming. Revelation chapter 5, verse number 4. This is John. He's, uh, he's getting a heavenly scene. Uh, John is standing in the midst of the throne scene of heaven, this, it says, And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to book their own. And one of the elders said unto him, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loosen the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of all the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of their harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord, thanking for your mercy and grace and love. We ask you to just, Lord, touch our heart this morning. Lord, if any, the one that doesn't know you this morning, I just pray, Lord, that you just touch hearts and help us. And Lord, we just praise you and thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Like I said, today I want to finish this study on God as, and then we'll finish it up as God as a lion. We looked at God as the uh, 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 eagle, we looked at God as the serpent, we looked at God as a moth, and, and we've looked at God as the uh, lion, uh, lamb. But tonight, this morning I want to finish up with God as a lamb. You realize at the time of the year there's most much focus uh, on Jesus Christ as the lamb. I, I'm well aware of the picture where Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Uh, that is when they raised the lambs up to slaughter for the Passover and the sacrifice. So when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, uh, the Lamb of God was literally born in the place where they raised the lambs that would be later sacrificed for sins. 
but that one effectual sacrifice uh, born out of the stables in, in the uh, back would shed blood where no other lamb would have to shed blood for sin. But today I'd like to see him not just as a lamb, but I'd like to see him as the lion. Uh, I, I look, like, look at like the, the baby Jesus, uh, uh, but he look, took a big Jesus today uh, looking at the cradle Christ, uh, but the conquering Christ, uh, and seeing that swaddling king, uh, but that sovereign king. I thank God for the incarnation. I, I like this time of the year like everybody else does. Thank God there's a day when God rode himself in flesh, and, and it's just the greatest mystery in the Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of the godliness God was manifested in the flesh, justified by the Spirit of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed in the world, and received up in the glory. I thank God for the incarnation this morning. But can I say that I'm meekly excited about the revelation that is to come today. I thank God for Jesus Christ was born in this world. And he had not been, I'd be going to hell this morning. But I'm glad my Savior didn't just come to suffer, bleed, and die. He came back one day to rule and reign. The first time my Savior came into this world, He was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. The first time my Savior came, He was despised and rejected of them. The first time my Savior came, He came to His own, His own rejected Him. The first time my Savior came, they drug Him out of the garden of Gethsemane and Him like a criminal in the dark. They slapped His face. They pulled His hair out. They beat Him in His face till His eyes were swollen shut. They whipped Him. They nailed Him to the cross. They laughed at him. They mocked at him. They hung him naked. But can I say the next time he comes? <laughs> they will not despise and reject him anymore. They will not nail him to the cross. Uh, next time he comes, uh, he won't be, uh, uh, his beard won't be ripped out. The next time he comes, they, they won't spit on him. The next time he comes, they will not curse him for His royal holy name. But the next time He comes, He'll come on a white horse <laughs> with the armies of the heavens behind Him. He'll come like the kingly royal crown upon Him. His name will be King of kings, Lord of lords. The sharp two-edged sword will go out of His mouth and He'll rule and reign with a rod of iron. He will finally get all the glory that's coming to Him this morning. On that day, you will not be the lowly lamb. You will not suffer, bleed and die. He will come like a roaring, ripping lion. Roaring lion of the tribe of Judah. He's always been the lion this morning. This is a day that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that day. Let me say, if, if you thank God the Father 
relished in the day that his son came and born in a manger and was rejected and despised by humanity and nailed him on the cross. You think that was the day that God of heaven relished in? You are sadly mistaken this morning. God is looking forward to that day that His Son comes back and reigns and rules over all. He's looking forward to His coming back and getting all the glory that He deserves and deserves and earned this morning. Amen. I'm looking for that day. That day. It's in my mind. It's in my heart. I, I can't wait for him to get all the justice that he deserves and earns in this world today. They, they reject him today just like in his day they reject him. The days reject him today. But there's a coming a day they will not reject him anymore. Hey, let me give you three quick three things about this, uh, this lion, the personality of this lion that we ought to see. The personality of the lion. Revelation chapter 1, we see his personality in, in, in all the ages. Revelation 1, 3, I am Alpha, I am Omega, the beginning, the end, saith the Lord. And which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. He said in verse 11, I am Alpha, I am Omega, the first and the last. He said in chapter 21 and verse 6, and he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end. In verse 20, chapter 22, verse 13, he says, I am Omega, Alpha, the beginning and the end, the first and is now the last. The first thing I want to tell you about the, this lion, his personality of this lion, uh, two times in the beginning of the book of Revelation, he said, uh, uh, at the, and two times at the end of the book of Revelations, uh, I am Alpha, I am the Omega, I'm the beginning, I'm the first, I'm the ending, I am the last. You see how those things uh, uh, go together, Alpha, the beginning, First, Omega, the ending, and the last. We understand that Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. He is telling us that this is the personality of the lion this morning. Uh, three clear out in the beginning before he ever take, before he ever was. And I'm here to clear out the ending of it from here to there and everything in between that is me. From the very beginning to the very end and all things in between, he says, I am he. You say, what's such a blessing to me? How's that a blessing? If you remember back in Genesis 49, he said the book about this lion. He said this lion stooped as a lion and he crouched as an old lion. And in other words, this lion is constantly waiting to jump. Have you ever watched stuff on TV about lions and how they stalk their prey? For hours and hours they will crouch down and, and, and look at their prey, not making a move anything. About that right time, everything's down, then the lion pounces out onto his prey and does what he has to do. 
Then they get back down in that hiding spot. You know what's amazing about that lion, the tribe of Judah, his personality in the ages to come. When you read the Bible all through uh, the Bible, he, he all of a sudden jumps out. Jumps out on the scene and does what he needs to do. Then he backs up into the shadows again. We find him jumping out there and the Israelites were at the Red Sea and the mountain on one side and Pharaoh's army behind him and they didn't know which way to go, where to turn. But all of a sudden, God, the lion jumps out and parts the Red Sea and you dry, walk over on dry ground and then Pharaoh's army was drowned. That's the lion. He went back in. Amen. You say, is he doing that again? Oh, yeah. He's done a lot, and he's still doing stuff this morning. And one day, he's going to show up and do some serious house cleaning. You say, what did he do for me in my life? I'm glad that I serve a God, that he's the alpha in my life. He, he, he's in the middle of my life. He is at the end of my life. And everywhere in between. He jumps out when I need him and does what he needs to do to help me. He shows himself as the almighty God. Over and over he shows himself. His personality through the ages that the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the ending, the first and the last, and studying all this about the lions and what they, how they uh, do things. The first line, Genesis 49, it says when it was like a lion. Uh, do you know the first thing that likeness to God in Revelation 10 is the right foot under the sea and the left foot on the earth? The Bible says he's roar like a lion. The first thing the Bible says that he was like a lion. The last thing the Bible says that he was like a lion. The Alpha in the beginning and Omega at the end. And everywhere in between from Genesis to Revelations, everywhere in between you see this lion inside and you see him doing what he needs to do. We see the personality of a lion. We see the, his authority. The Alpha shows this personality and authority. Uh, do you know what Alpha is? We use it a lot of times to describe the personality of somebody that we know that is the Alpha male. We always say, well, that's the one in charge. He's the Alpha male around here. You have to listen to that one. He, he's the Alpha male. Describes the... Uh, animal kingdom as the one in charge they talk about the alpha lion he, he's the leader of the pride the alpha lion gains his authority by uh, overpowering another alpha it was the fierce battle they go at it to, and, and the one that's standing is the now the alpha he's the ruling and reigning alpha lion there is a current alpha. But there is going to be one coming that's stronger than him. 
And after that battle defeated, one has to leave and live in exile while the ruling Alpha takes over. When the ruling Alpha takes over after his victory, the pride line, there are those that love him, live for him, and labor for him. Brother, 2,000 years ago, the Alpha showed up. The Bible says there came according to Hebrews chapter 2 to destroy him that had the power over death, and that is the devil. He, he, the devil was the Alpha Lion, scaring everybody to do what they wanted to do, scared them to death in the Old Testament. But the Alpha Lion showed up to rescue everybody. What that was under the rule of that Alpha. And when he showed up, there was a furious battle that went on. They went on to the dark cavalry. And there was a warfare that, that went on like you had never seen before. Isaiah 50 describes it. He said, who are my adversaries? He's talking about his enemies. Let him come near to me. On Calvary, there was a spiritual battle between Jesus Christ and the imps of hell. But by the time that the, the, the busted out of that three hours of darkness, when it was over and done, my Alpha has soundly defeated the devil. The Bible said that my Alpha made a show of the devil openly and triumph over him in it and now because he lives and rules and reigns he deserves our love he deserves our loyalty he deserves our life we're to live for him this morning somewhere we have gotten that out of place in our life as a church, where well, we think we should be the alphas. It should be about us, our own lives. We got the place where we think that we are the alphas. It's all about my life. I'm going to rule and reign my life. I'm going to call the shots in my life. It's about me. I am the alpha. But they ain't the way it's going to be in this kingdom. There ain't but one Alpha. The Bible says that in all things and might, that he may have preeminence. He is the Lord and the head of this church. He's the Savior of the body. He is the Lord of glory. And my job is to give, to live for him, give to him, serve him, worship him, and labor for him. He's the first. He deserves the first of our week. He deserves the first of our money. He deserves the first of our time. You know tiding witnesses? You know tiding witnesses? If you're reading 
Hebrews chapter 7, uh, tiding witness to this according to Hebrews chapter 7, it witnessed that he is alive. And here men give tithes of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. Why would you give money and praises to a dead king? The reason we give money to the church is to see things happen. Sinners saved. Because we believe Jesus is alive this morning. He gets the first of our time. The first of our money and the first of our week. Why, preacher? Why would you do that? Because he is the alpha. He runs the show. You say, well, I don't like that. I'm going to run my own show. You go ahead and run your own show. You will find yourself in a ditch somewhere. I, I made my mind up a long time ago that I was going to serve this alpha. I'm going to give him my life. Jesus Christ is going to be my alpha in my life. He can have everything first, the middle and the last. In fact, he'll do a lot better job with it than I'll ever do with it this morning. We see the personality of this lion. He's the Alpha, he's the Omega, he's the beginning and he's the end, he's the first and he's the last. We see the prevailing of this lion. One of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. I, I like that. It didn't say he will prevail. That not that he's going to prevail. No. One author said, if we're not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. Thanks be to God which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I'm not fighting to victory. I'm fighting from victory. Because he hath prevailed. Because he has prevailed, he is going to prevail for you and I. Revelations chapter 19. When he prevailed in his temptation, Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, he prevailed in his temptation. Do you know what Satan saw when he had that lowly Nazarene as he walked off into the desert and the wilderness? For 40 days, he didn't eat anything. When he looked at that lowly Nazarene, he saw a lamb that was ripe for the pickings. Satan looked at him and said, I, I, I'm going to fix him now. I've got him now. Now, Satan didn't come to tempt him while he was still strong and healthy. And I'll say that's the way Satan will work with you and I this morning. 
while you're still having victory in God and you're healthy and you're strong, He's not going to come at you. But let me tell you this, when your first trial comes and you stop reading the Word of God, you stop coming to church, you start getting weaker and weaker, that's when the devil will jump on you and pounce on you. He's going to jump on you with both feet. But that old lion, your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walk about seeking whom he may devour. Can I say he's a counterfeit lion this morning? He is a lion and I am no match for him. But praise God, he is no match for my lion. He looked at him and said, you know what, I've got him. He's in a weakened state. He can't do anything. Forty days I've watched him just suffering and, and I've got him right now. But he didn't realize there was a lion deep inside. It, it, it was no big deal for the devil to get locked to get drunk. It wasn't a big deal for uh, uh, the devil to get David to go with Bathsheba. It, it was no big deal for Samson to lay with Delilah. It was no big deal to get Solomon to take on all those wives and, and worship those strange gods. He said, I, I'm going to get to him just like I've done the rest of them. But he ended up finding out, hiding deep inside. It may look weak on the outside. It may look like he's defeated on the outside. But there was a line of the tribe of Judah down on the deep side inside of him. Three times he came to tempt him. And the line came out roaring. It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written, Thou shalt not worship the Lord thy God, Him only, and only shall you serve Him. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. He found out real quick that ain't just a lamb. There's a lion somewhere inside. He, he prevailed in his torment at Gethsemane. His sweat became as drops of blood. He knelt down in the garden. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. I imagine the devil in the garden said, you know what? I've got him now. Oh, he, he, he's weak now. He's crying out. He, he don't want to go there. He, he's literally sweating great drops of blood. He is in a sure enough mess. He's even asking God to change his will. That's what he said, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Father, I know thy will is, but if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. The devil says, I got him now. 
And about that time, the lion stands up, dusts himself off, <laughs> and he set his face like a flint to Calvary and said, Rise, let us go. Behold, he is hand that doeth betray me. The lion came roaring out again. The devil got defeated again. You know, I found that lions do the most roaring at nighttime. The Bible said that the, at the ninth hour, that darkness was over the earth. And all, all of a sudden, there was a roar that came out from the tops of the Calvary. And the lion did roar. He said, it is finished. That, that, they say that is the cry of a warrior. That, that is a cry of a man that would say when he's finished a job or won a battle. He would hollow that statement out. It is finished. He's won the battle. He's defeated the enemy. I say was just saying, it is finished. He's saying, I've won. I defeated the enemy. The devil has been defeated. Can I say it is finished this morning? The world is getting darker and darker. But there's coming a day a lion is going to come and roar out and dark again when it looks like the Antichrist has taken over. John said, and I saw the heavens open up. And behold, a white horse. And that set upon was called faithful and true. And in righteousness doeth judge make war. His eyes were as flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. When is he going to roar like a lion? Like he's never roared before on that day. But can I say this? Can we see the people of the lion. You say, who are the people of the lion? You're born again by the grace of God. The personality of that lion lives inside you. You've got some lion-like personality in you. Proverbs 28.1, you ought to put this to your memory. The wicked flee from no man pursueth, but the righteous is bold as the lion. The Bible said in Revelation, just as Jesus overcame, just as he overcome, to him that overcome with grant to sit with me at my throne. Can I say I'm an overcomer this morning? It's not because of me, because of what he's done. I don't have to walk around in this world caring about what's going to happen. I have the lying spirit inside of me that personality living on inside of me, I am commanded to be bold as a lion this morning. This world has put trash in our face. They have taken the perversions out and put it in front of us. They've taken them out of the closet and put us in the closet. They don't want to hear from you. They don't want nothing from you. Well, we're commanded to have boldness like a lion. And if that spirit is living inside of you this morning, he prevailed over all his temptations, you can prevail over your temptations this morning. 
It's a terrible testimony for a Christian that can't fight off any temptation this morning. Does the Spirit of God live inside of you? There should be some line-like personalities that roars out every now and then, once in a while, and say, absolutely not. I'm not running. I'm not backing up. I'm not ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed. I am bold as a lion this morning. We're able to have some victories in our life this morning. Because in prevailing over our temptations, we are called to carry a tree. The Bible says we're called to carry a cross just like Jesus. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If Jesus was able to bear his cross, he has given us the ability to bear our cross this morning. To the very end, so that when we get there, we can say, it is finished. We are the people of Lyon. We are the people of Lyon. I, I read this, and I thought it was very interesting. I, I read that when an alpha takes over and tries to challenge the other alpha for the pride of the lioness, and, and if the challenging alpha defeats the current alpha, what they would do, they would go around and kill all the cubs of the previous alpha. That's, that's just what they do. And, and it's twofold things. Just so the seed of that alpha is done away with, it also encourages Linus to get into the mood of having kids again. But they was following this one tribe around, one, one pride around, and the alpha line uh, was there, and then this other alpha line came and, and challenged, and, and he won. And, and they were watching him, waiting for this, this, this line to, to go ahead and do what they normally do, kill the cubs. But this line didn't do that. He actually adopted the cubs. And they showed pictures of him. Uh, the cubs would go up and play with him and bite him on the ear and just have a thing, and he was just having a good time. Can you tell you that's how I got into the family of the lion? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was under the old lion rule. Yeah. I was under the uh, father of the devil. But my, my lion and my alpha came and challenged him, and he won. He said, hey, I, I could kill you and put you in hell, but he said, you know what? I'll just adopt you. I'll make you part of the family. I'm not going to cast you aside. I love you too much. Just come and be with me. So we now have that spirit of the lion living inside of us. So stop cowering to the world, Christian. You come from a long line of lion-hearted Christians. We come from a line of Christians that boldly walked to the stake to be burnt. 
We came from a long line of, of boldly hearted Christians that were cast into the uh, 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 lion's den. We came from a long line of Christians that were just fed to the animals. They, they went boldly because they knew who the lion was. They proclaimed their faith in Christ. How many of you proclaimed your faith in Christ just in a little while? They preached the Word of God. From a long line of people of God. I, I love the older time guys that came along and paved the pathway for you and I that we can sit here and ha have church and worship God in a bold way. We're living in the dark world today. But we can do so much for God because that lion-like spirit that lives in you. you. You don't have to be rude about it either. Three Hebrew children are getting ready to go into the furnace and they weren't rude to the king. They said, O king, live forever. Live forever. But we will not bow down to your idols. We will not bow down to your music. If so be, we'll be going in the furnace and God delivers. If so it be, if God don't, so it be. And I love the statement. Did we not know throw three in? Yeah. I see four walking around. And one is the Son of God. Well, that's a revelation of Jesus Christ right there. If there ever was one. They, they had boldness. That I'm not going to do the things of this world. I'm not going to bow down to the things of this world. Do you have boldness? I, I, I've seen Christians that go through hell by the half acre and, and they seem like everything's falling on them. Uh, it seems like everything's coming against them. But yet when they walk through the doors, uh, they're raising their hands and praising God and giving God the glory. But I see also those that don't go through nothing will not give God the glory for anything in their life. Because they have not the Spirit of God inside of them. You hear this morning, you've got the Spirit of God inside of you. You're born again by the grace of God. You've got something you've got inside of you that gives you boldness to stand in front of this world. Whether they take your life or not, you still have boldness against this world. You only get that boldness from something from another world. You can't go down to Walmart and buy it. Doesn't come in a can, it doesn't come in a bottle, it doesn't come in a needle, it doesn't come in a peel. Righteous is being bold as lion. God as a lion. I am part of that family. He is my alpha. His personality now lives inside of me. And because he prevailed, you should prevail. God is a lion this morning. He's not the lamb anymore. And there's a day coming that when he comes back, he's going to roar. 
and every knee and every tongue is going to confess that he's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. You cannot hide from him. You can't run from him. There is coming a day, whether you know it or not, to get it in your mind. He says, I'm going away in a prepared place. If I go away again, I'll come again. He's coming back. That line is coming back. And he ain't coming back to be a lamb on some cross. He's coming back to execute judgment. You either right with God or not. But judgment is coming in this world today. But you can get right with God. You can receive that spirit of God like the lion inside of you this morning. That when you leave here you say, I am in the family of God. I have the spirit of God residing in me. I don't have to worry about it. I can stand bold in this world and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ this morning. But you got to come. But you got to come. I can't make you receive him. You got to openly receive the lion. Let us stand.